What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Anointing heralds back thousands of years is one of the oldest and most traditional uses of aromatics or pure essential oils. Anointing is the rite whereupon we use these holy oils in a ceremony of application for the purpose of consecration. This sacred dedication has been practiced as a method of invoking divinity and awakening consciousness. Alison Stillman, author of the book The Sacred Art of Anointing, is a visionary aromatic alchemist, an ordained minister, and one of the world's leading authorities on anointing. She has performed anointing ceremonies across the country for over 20 years. I'd like to welcome Allison Stillman to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you so much, Simran. I'm really happy to be on your show this morning. Well, it's, it's awesome to have you on because I haven't really had this conversation. I haven't had a conversation about essential oils or just that sacred art of anointing and how that has come through time and what that means and how we use that all today. So I'm looking forward to a wonderful hour of really helping my listeners understand how they can add this as part of their own spirituality and their own awakening and consciousness. And, and that's, is that what this really does for us, the, the anointing? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The, the essential oils, I, I, I'll back up just a little bit and just explain a little bit about what essential oils are for those listeners who aren't, aren't quite so familiar with the world of aromatherapy. Essential oils are the volatile compounds that are found in plants and flowers and trees and roots and grasses, and they're most often steam distilled, which is a process whereupon you take the plant material in a copper or stainless steel or glass uh, still, and you put heat underneath it with water inside and boil the water, and the steam comes up through the plant and gather those, uh, gathers those aromatic molecules, carries it through a condenser and deposits it in some sort of vessel. And then the oil, which doesn't mix with the water, which is called a hydrosol, the oil is skimmed off the top. And that's where you have all of the information that was contained inside the plant. Many, many different chemical constituents. Research shows at least three to 600 different chemical constituents within essential oils. And they all have very powerful properties to them. 
they're the kinds of things that tell a plant when to flower, when to go to seed, when to send up more oil to protect against drought or heat or an insect invasion. And it has all of the hormones and, and all of the information, much like blood is contained within the human body. The essential oil is the blood of the plant or the soul consciousness of the plant. And it's their live electromagnetic energy. And so if the plant is distilled with very exacting formulas, you're able to maintain those live molecules of the plant. And they have all kinds of different constituents that affect us on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, spiritual levels. Now, it, it sounds as if um, this may be even more important for us at this time simply because with society getting busier and busier, with uh, our computers and our phones being more and more important, we're not really spending as much time outside. We're not really in nature. And so much of what we got from nature uh, in the past uh, in our history when people would spend more time where the indigenous cultures lived amongst nature and utilized the plants and the herbs or just breathed air, um, we're not even getting that. So to get this essence out of the plants and be able to utilize it on our bodies, it really almost um, will give us some of that connection, not only back to the earth, but it seems to then enliven our system as well. Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. It, It is a great connection to the elemental world. And there's also some very fascinating studies that are coming out about the ability of essential oils to help us stay in a state of health. There were a couple of studies that were released this year, one of actually three that were really important in the world of aromatherapy. The first one was about frankincense, which we'll talk a lot more about in terms of its spiritual properties, but they released a study in uh, Europe this year and it was on the BBC News that frankincense has been discovered to have the ability to reverse the DNA of cancer cells and set them into healthy cells, which is very big news. Wow, that is amazing. (laughs) And And, and other oils, too, have different properties. So we're talking about um, not just supporting ourselves or making ourselves feel good or smelling something nice. We're actually talking about um, being supportive healing tools. Absolutely, absolutely. They just released another study this year, too, about oregano and thyme, which are fairly common herbs that are grown often in our, in our backyards. And they've discovered that oregano and thyme have chemical constituents that will kill off any virus and bacteria. That's Staphylococcus, E. coli, Streptococcus, within 60 minutes of contact. Well, you know, it only makes sense, you know, if if the divine was to create a place that everything could exist and feel ever abundant, that we would have everything we need in this living universe. Absolutely. And so to be able to tap into our our nature and tap into the plants and utilize these pieces, um, it it just gives us more of a wealth in our health than than ever before, rather than always uh, turning towards the chemical type of of ideology of medications and that sort of thing. Absolutely. And the reason I brought those up is just to establish a little bit of credibility in the world of of essential oils. That's not particularly my field, although I will use them for my own well-being. But 
my interest really lies in the spiritual applications of essential oils and the emotional applications of essential oils because they equally as powerful in those realms as well, the, the chemical components that assist us on the physical level, there's also an equal amount of components that will assist us mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. Well, before we get into all of those applications and deeper into some of the essential oils, I'd love to find out how you ended up in anointing work. I mean, that's not something that you go through school and all of a sudden that's a <laughs> career path. You know, how, do, how does one fall into this line of, of specialty? Well, it's, that's a really good question. I believe that I have done this lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and I have always had an incredible nose. Uh, I used to be with my grandmother in her garden, and I just I would find such delight in smelling her flowers. I would just go and bury my head in her roses and just get lost in the aroma. And when I was about 19, actually, it even goes back further, growing up, I just spent all of my time in nature. I grew up in Virginia and Georgia, and I would get on my bike, and I would ride out into the forest, and I just would be in the forest all day long and and just delighted by the plants and nature. So I had this affinity for being in nature and, and being in the plant world, And when I was 19, I started studying about plants and herbs and and healing and nutrition and and, uh, started using my first essential oil and really used it. My first oil was patchouli, and that was a very popular oil back in the 60s. And I just loved wearing essential oils and had an aversion to perfumes. And then I started studying about aromatherapy. And it was in my first class with Valerie Warwood, who is a very well-known aromatherapist in this world. She's kind of the grandmother of aromatherapy of our time. She's written a number of books and worked with the World Health Organization, was a doctor in Europe. And I I took a class with her, and it was the first time I was ever exposed to pure frankincense. And she passed these little fragrance strips around the classroom, and as I inhaled the, the fragrance of frankincense, I had an experience where I was no longer in the classroom, and I was suddenly at the foot of the cross, and I was watching Jesus be crucified. And I could smell the smells of the desert, and I could see the disciples around, and the way they were dressed, and and feel their pain, and and the experience lasted for quite a long time, long enough that when I came back into the classroom, quite a few people were looking at me, and and the woman next to me had her hand on my arm, and she looked at me, and she said, "Are you okay?" Mm. <laughs> the first thing that came out of my mouth was, "I want to do anointing work." And she said, what is that? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and this is something that is quite ancient. Um, the, the anointing type of work or, or the use of essential oils goes back very, very far in the world's history. Yes, it does. They, they've actually found evidence of using essential oils. I think recorded history traces it back about 10,000 years through Ayurvedic medicine, but the Egyptians, you'll see lots of 
images of the Egyptians with oils and and doing anointing work on tables in the hieroglyphics in temples and there's there's evidence that it was used in the Sumerian culture and it, it goes back thousands and thousands of years. Wonderful. My guest today is Allison Stillman, and she is the author of a book entitled The Sacred Art of Anointing. Anointing is an ancient sacred art with a very elusive history. In addition to the use of essential oils for healing, aromatics have been used for religious and spiritual ceremony and as a means of fostering a deeper connection with the divine. This is a comprehensive guide to the sacred art of anointing as practiced in the ancient temples of Egypt with extensive information about essential oils, crystals, and gems stones, sound therapy, and their use in anointing. This book contains everything one needs to know to perform anointing ceremonies, to balance the body, relax the mind, and soothe the soul so that divinity becomes more accessible. You can connect more deeply with Allison Stillman at romancingthedivine.com, and while there, you can also visit the anointing shop that's on the site. We'll be right back with Allison Stillman. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The Secrets of the Ancients revealed for the first time in countless centuries the sacred art of anointing by renowned aromatic alchemist Allison Stillman is the definitive book on anointing and is based on 20 years of anointing people from across the globe. This book seeks to educate the reader about the ceremonial use of consecrated essential oils to make or declare one sacred, holy, and divine. The Sacred Art of Anointing has recently been added to the Harvard Theological Library, and you can connect to Allison Stillman at romancingthedivine.com. 
So, Allison, once you made that declaration that you wanted to do anointing work, uh, how do you go about doing that? There's certainly not anointing universities. So how did you educate, educate yourself on all of this and become such a leader in the field? Well, it was it was interesting because after I said that, I really had no idea why I said it, and and I knew that that I'd had a very profound experience, and so I bought some frankincense from Valerie, and I started anointing my third eye with frankincense and the crown of my head with frankincense, and I would inhale of the oil before I would go into meditation. And I started having visions of the temple of Dendara and the priestess. At least I'm, I'm fairly certain it was the temple of Dendara and the priestesses that lived in that temple. And they began to show me over the course of about six to eight months how to do the work. They would show me the room that they had set up. They would show me the crystals they used. They showed me the oil gardens and how they made their oils and they showed me how people would come for initiations. They called them initiations and and they were really rites of passage and people would come and they would fast and they would go into silence and they would bathe themselves and they would prepare themselves to receive these anointings. And they were a method of transforming one into another phase of their life or another stage. They were really very powerful treatments, and they would use use sound therapy. They would sing and chant, and they would lay crystals on the body, and, and, and they were very explicit in showing me all of the details, the colors of gowns that they would wear when they would do the work. And I was on a meditation retreat with a, a really dear friend of mine, and she was having similar visions. And so we said, you know what, we're really being given something here. And so we just started putting our loved ones on the table and started it started doing what we had been shown. And the reactions of the people that were experiencing the anointings were so profound that we realized that this was really a great tool to help people evolve and grow and transform on their spiritual paths. And so over the last 20-plus years, I've been anointing people all across the country and teaching workshops, and I wrote the book really because I have witnessed so many miraculous things happen to people that have come for anointings that I realize this is a tool that people can use to take them deep into the heart of their own divinity and their own spirituality and and awaken to higher states of awareness and consciousness. Now, let's back up a little bit. You were talking about seeing the visions, and they were showing you uh, how they were using these oils and what was involved. So when you're talking about initiations and rites of passage um, and, and people entering another phase of life, what does that look like in today's world? Why uh, would someone want to have an anointing, or what phase of their life would this be beneficial at for them? I've had everybody come from somebody who's just lost a partner or a husband or wife and they're going through grieving process. I had a woman come who lost her son and 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 was feeling his presence and and wanted to help him transcend completely out of his his um, ex- earthly experience because he died a fairly fairly 
quickly and radically way, and, and she, she knew that he was trapped. And so we did a whole anointing around helping her son transition. Uh, people who are changing careers come to me, people who are awakening on their spiritual path or have had a dark night of the soul or experiencing tremendous confusion around their spiritual path come to me. I've created wedding ceremonies and anointing ceremonies for people who are getting married. Um, the rite of passage work can, can, can facilitate almost any kind of move from one type of life into another. What it really sounds like is when we are allowing ourselves to be anointed, we're really stating or intending that we're willing to let go of the old and now step into a new, greater experience of ourselves. And the essential oil and the anointing process seems to activate that for us. Absolutely. That's absolutely 100% correct. In fact, most of the people that come to me, I've already done a, a fairly extensive interview with them and asked them to look at what aspects of them themselves, their ego, their personality, old childhood patterns, trauma, anything like that that they're willing to release from the body. And, and that starts a process of investigation and starts to bring things up from the subconscious so that that becomes the intention and that those are the things that we really work on letting go of in the session. Now, when it comes to anointing and the use of essential oils, are, are these uh, types of things that people can buy and use themselves? Um, is there any um, danger or certain ways that essential oils should not be used, or do they really need to go to a practitioner or a specialist or get some training? I believe that um, people can start out... It's it's always great to have a little guide. You can you can use my book. There's lots of books on aromatherapy. You can do research on the internet and start to to discover what oils you'd like to start to work with. A great oil to begin for anyone is lavender. It's a very accessible oil. It's easy to produce. It's very inexpensive. It, and it's an oil that you can use undiluted on the skin which there aren't very many that I would say that about. And if anybody's ever unsure about how to use an oil safely, the best advice is to dilute the essential oil in a carrier oil. And the formula for dilution is 28 drops per one ounce of carrier oil. You'll still have all of the beneficial properties of the oil without any worry or concern about it being too strong for the skin or burning the skin or, or, or any of those other concerns. So it's a good idea when you're first initially getting used to using essential oils and you don't have that much knowledge about them to always dilute the oil in, in a carrier oil. Now, I know that in, when we're on a spiritual path, we're often led to teachers or led to books or CDs drop in our lap and we show up at movies that we really need to see. When it comes to essential oils, is it the same thing? Are we kind of guided to the one intuitively that we need or is this something that we need to know what's going on in our life and then search out the appropriate oil for? I would say when you're first initially starting to use essential oils, I would send you to a guide or a teacher or a book to learn more about essential oils. They're very, very complex. Uh, Valerie said something in the class which 
I have often repeated, I've been studying essential oils since probably 35 years now, and I've read books, taken classes, and I'm still a student of essential oils and aromatherapy. And if you looked at the world of essential oils, it would be as big as Antarctica. And the amount of knowledge that I feel I have, I could put in the palm of my hand of what there is to know about essential oils. And I know a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. One other thing that you talked about in the visions with uh, the women showing you how to heal people is there was use of crystals and chanting and color. So uh, other types of things can be incorporated and that enhances the experience. Absolutely, absolutely. As I said earlier, essential oils, when they're distilled with very exacting formulas, maintain the live electrical magnetic energy of the plant or the live molecules of the plant. They also have a consciousness to them, too, and they have a real affinity for other modalities, energetic modalities. They really work well together. They're there's harmonics of smell. There's different layers of the smell that seem to work really well with the harmonics of sound. There's a beautiful symbiotic relationship that occurs there. And then, of course, color has a whole whole slew of harmonic levels to it as well. It's not just one color. It's all these different colors that make up that one color. So you could compare it to the levels of sound as well. They all work beautifully together. Reiki, energy work, there's different levels to that too that, all, that just work beautifully with, with uh, fragrance and the world of essential oils. I've, I've taught lots of different people, acupuncturists, chiropractors, all kinds of massage therapists and different Reiki masters that have incorporated the use of essential oils in their in their practices as well because they're all they all work on a similar basis. Well, and I found it really interesting uh, how in your book, The Sacred Art of Anointing, you go through uh, what you call different houses, which seem to be very much aligned with the chakra system. Yes, And you talk about uh, color, and you talk about scent, and you talk about uh, sound, and all of these different things in incorporating, uh, I guess, the strengthening of, of that particular area of the body. It's all about bringing the body back into balance in the, in the mind and the emotional system and, and even our spirituality. It's about being in balance with all those other systems too because we are in a body. And so we want to be able to work from a spiritual place, but we want all the systems to be in balance so that we're flowing in life and not swimming upstream. And so when I designed the book, actually, I didn't really design it. It came through, and, and, and then, I, then I formatted it. But I wanted it to be a really simple, easy-to-understand book where anybody who's interested in bringing themselves into an optimum level of being in their physicality and emotional being and mental being could use this as a guide. And it's a great place to start. And, and I'd I, like to, um, I'd like to, after our commercial break, get to go through some of the houses so they can understand how that can be used as a guide. I am with Allison Stillman discussing her book, The Sacred Art of Anointing, looking at the historical use of aromatics in spiritual and religious ceremony. Allison Stillman has reclaimed anointing and combined its divine mystery with modern research. She brings a new awareness to a sacred art with compelling information about essential oils, crystals, and gemstones, sound therapy, and the art of conservation. 
consecration, which allows the reader to shift into a more balanced, graceful, and abundant way of life. Join me back here in just a few minutes, and we'll continue speaking with Allison Stillman. You can connect with her at romancingthedivine.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. We can allow ourselves to be anointed in order to cleanse and reinforce our auras or our energetic fields around our body. We can raise our vibrations and dispel negative energies upon the entrance into a home. Each day when we dispense a few drops of the aromatic elixir and anoint the crown of our head or forehead, the third eye, the shoulders, the solar plexus, the palms of our hands, and the soles of our feet, we would summon the assistance of our guardian angel and masters to strengthen the intention of our anointing, and we would leave and enter the home or temple as consecrated, sacred vessels of the divine, protected while outside in the world from negative influences and energies. That is a passage from The Sacred Art of Anointing by Alison Stillman, a wonderful book that takes you through the different centers of the body and allows you to understand how to use essential oils along with sound, color, stones, and many other properties and start to invoke this in your own life so that you can be a more powerful being and raise your own level of consciousness. Allison, I'd love to go into a little bit about uh, what you have termed some of the houses so that people can understand how to use your book and also how to truly empower themselves with the use of essential oils. So I'll let you kind of lead as to how you want to talk about that. 
Well, I formulated the book. I, I chose to call the energy centers of the body houses. And essentially, it, it parallels the chakra system. And so the first house would relate to the first chakra and second to the second chakra, etc. And what I've discovered over the years of doing this work is there are certain oils that resonate with these different houses, as are there certain colors and certain gemstones and certain musical notes that help to keep, and, and we'll even take it further and say certain foods and... and um, there's lots of other things that will help support those those houses, but you want to keep your house as delicately balanced and, and rooted as possible so that we stay in an optimum state of health and well-being in our physical bodies. And so I wanted to lay out each house and how you can support and balance and, and help bring those houses back into perfect order, working order, and, and condition. And I really would... like the the way you've used the word house. I mean, our body is our temple. It is where we live, and in a sense, you know, it is the house that we first have to keep in order and keep clean and take care of. And so to use that terminology is even a very subtle way of reminding ourselves that uh, this is the first place that we really need to do all of this work. That That's a lot of why I, I set it up that way, because I view that the body is being being a temple as you just said and and we have to care for it and it's a very complex system with lots of rooms in it and there are lots of different things that affect the body and and there's ways that you can keep it in balance while you're going through turbulent times and there's often conditions or signs within the body that will tell you when something's out of balance and so I designed the book to to help you if you are out of balance and, and there are signs in your personality or or ego that will sh- pop up that will say, okay, there's a little imbalance happening in the solar plexus. I'm, I'm a little too too uh, fearful or worried and you can and bring balance back into the solar plexus and empower and strengthen the solar plexus so that you come from a place of grounded, powerful, energetic motivation as, as opposed to a, a greedy or fearful place. I um, will read a small passage just to give individuals an idea of how they can determine this balance or imbalance. A house that stands divided or is unbalanced will influence behavior within us that is often willful with a distinct lack of self-esteem, manifesting with an ability to achieve goals and a tendency toward self-destructive habits, that is addiction, and it's often born in the house of essence when it is unbalanced, which is um, another term that you have used for the root chakra, the very base uh, of of where where we start our lives and live in physicality. And so this book also guides people to understand what life looks like when we are unbalanced and then the steps to put us back into balance through the use of the oils, the diet, the sound, and the different other tools. Exactly right. That's exactly right. And it, it's it's really quite incredible. You're you're reminding me. I, I have started working with a nonprofit here in Southern California, and I have started a division called Aroma Blue which is geared towards bringing essential oils into recovery homes. And I've been working with women in recovery, and and I'm watching just fascinating things happening. I'm doing a study on it, actually. 
And the simple, the simplest little application of lavender and anointing different parts of the body with lavender and watching these women go from completely anxiety-ridden, migraine headaches, worried scowls on their faces to these joyous, happy, relaxed, comfortable beings in a matter of moments. It's it's really quite miraculous. So it is I, miraculous, and I can draw upon an experience uh, years ago when I was going through an extremely challenging time and in, in a profound state of grief. Uh, I had gone to a practitioner, and they had mixed a blend of oils that they had me rub on the the balls of my uh, feet, and and that was to uh, I, I was in so much grief that that was to remove some of the emotional charge that I was feeling, so that I could at least come to a place of clarity over certain decisions, and it amazed me at how it did take away some of that grief from me, not to numb me from the pain or not to remove something that I needed to experience, but to assist at a time where perhaps I could not assist myself. And that's how we can use some of these oils uh, in a very conscious way uh, sometimes. I I do want people to understand that it's not to take away things that they need to experience, but it can assist them sometimes from having to walk through unnecessary pain. Right, and it can take you out of that crisis mode. Yes. It, it, it'll help to balance the emotional body so that you can continue to move through the process, but not from such a highly emotionally charged place. That, that's what's really exciting about it. It's, it's really quite important, and when people can understand that there's not just one way that we can approach our healing, that sometimes it does take many methods and different roads uh, and, and that actually participating in different things such as essential oils and aromatherapy uh, can just be another fun aspect to our spirituality and part of the journey rather than um, feeling like we don't have options. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another really wonderful thing that occurs with aromatherapy, and, and that is how it affects the brain. And there are certain... It's a very complex science, which I won't get into here, but there are certain areas of the brain that store memory and are responsible for for emotions and behaviors and things like that. And as you inhale the fragrance, you can stimulate memory, you can stimulate visions, you can stimulate behavior, emotions. And so just by inhaling the oil... You, you start to initiate all kinds of reactions in the body through the neural networks of the brain. Well, we are sensory beings, and I think the purpose and, the, and journey, the purpose is the journey that we're all here to experience. And so when we kind of rush through life so fast that we're not uh, taking the time to smell the roses, pardon the pun, but not really <laughs> taking the time, you know, we're, we're missing out on the whole point of even existing here. You are so right. I 100% agree with you. (laughs) So essential oils can support our spiritual healing, our emotional healing, and from what you're saying, our mental clarity and healing, uh, along with our physical body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and these are taken in through inhaling the sense as well as physical application on the body. Absolutely. Okay. And now are there any essential oils that are actually taken into the body? I would never recommend ingesting essential oils, certainly not on air. <laughs> okay, good. good. Um, 
But I will say that doctors in Europe recommend ingesting them and actually will inject them as a form of medicine. Okay. So there That's really as far is as I'll a, say whole, a, whole, a whole gamut that if someone wants to explore, there really is a broad spectrum of, of where this all can go. Yes, a really great way to get essential oils inside the body. Well, first of all, when you apply them on the body, they're molecularly small enough so that they will absorb through the epidermis and into the dermis layer and into the bloodstream fairly quickly. So that's the the skin acts as a filter, but you will get um, trace amounts of the essential oil into the bloodstream just by the application of it on the skin. But another great way if you were going to ingest them is to use hydrosols. Hydrosols are the watery compounds through the distillation process as the steam gathers the oil and it collects in your vessel. The oil rises to the top and the bottom part of it, the watery substance, is called a hydrosol. And there's still very minute pieces of or particles of essential oil in that hydrosol. And as long as it's an organically grown plant, you can drink that hydrosol. And you can put small amount, like a little dropper full in a glass of water, and you're still getting trace amounts of that essential oil into your system by drinking the hydrosol mixed with water. Wonderful. And, and in terms of using essential oils either in the bath or using uh, those diffusers, um, yes. how do those work? The diffusers? There are a number of different kinds of diffusers. I'm sure lots of, of your listeners have seen the little ceramic pots that you put a little dish on top and you put the oil in the top and you put a little uh, tea light underneath it and the heat causes the essential oil to waft into the room and it'll fragrance a room. That's one kind of di- uh, diffuser. The type that I use, which I'm really fond of, is there's a nebulizer, a glass nebulizer, in which you put the essential oil and it's hooked up to a pump and there's air that's forced into the nebulizer and it will take the essential oil and throw it against the wall of the glass nebulizer, break it into smaller pieces, and then it, it's, it's light enough where it floats on air, and the air the, that's being forced through the oil will force it up into the air of your room. That's a great way to disperse essential oil droplets into a room. Wonderful. To- I am with Allison Stillman today. Her website is Romancing the Divine, and she has written The Sacred Art of Anointing. Finally, a comprehensive guide to the sacred art of anointing as practiced in the ancient temples of Egypt with extensive information about essential oils, crystals, and gemstones, sound therapy, and their use in anointing. This book contains everything one needs to know about how to perform anointing ceremonies to balance the body, relax the mind, and soothe the soul so the divinity becomes more accessible. We'll be right back with Allison Stillman. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444... 
People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Anointing Harold's back thousands of years is one of the oldest and most traditional uses of aromatics or pure essential oils. Anointing is a rite whereupon we use these holy oils in a ceremony of application for the purpose of consecration. The sacred dedication has been practiced as a method of invoking divinity and awakening consciousness. Alison Stillman, a visionary aromatic alchemist and ordained minister, is one of the world's leading authorities on anointing and has performed anointing ceremonies across the country for over 20 years. You can connect with her at romancingthedivine.com, and we are discussing her book, The Sacred Art of Anointing. Alison, before we... um, have to finish up the show. It's been such a wonderful show and such a a great education on essential oils and anointing. There's a great deal in here about frankincense, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that one in particular, uh, since it was very profound in your own journey, Um, and and, uh, I'm sure some people will probably, after hearing the beginning part of the show, will rush out and get a bottle of frankincense just so they can uh, have some of the amazing experiences you did. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that particular oil. Well, frankincense still very much is a part of my journey, actually. It's very interesting that you chose that oil of all of them. Frankincense is probably the most familiar to most people only because of its biblical uh, presence and, and the association of Jesus with frankincense, gold, and myrrh. And frankincense is a, an amazing, amazing essential oil. If I only had to have one essential oil, it would be frankincense. And it is an oil that is steam distilled from a plant called Boswellia. And there are a number of different varieties of Boswellia, but the most familiar is Boswellia sacra. And frankincense, Boswellia sacra, grows quite heartily in the southern Arabian Peninsula, and there are a couple of regions in Africa that have started to grow frankincense. And it grows under the harshest of conditions in almost quartz uh, soil and grows in 120 degrees. It can't get colder than 40 degrees and very little water. And it's been grown by farmers in that in the southern Arabian region for thousands of years. And these farmers 
have their little plots out in the desert and they pass the trees down from generation to generation. And what happens is that when it's time to harvest, they go out and they score the edges of the tree and resin drips out of it and they take those resin tears. And the resin tears are what are burned in many of the churches around the world to sanctify the church before services. And if you take those resin tears and you steam distill them, you'll get the essential oil. What's happening right now is that frankincense has gone on the endangered species list. So it's becoming a little bit more rare and precious in the world, and it's also becoming more expensive in the world. So one of my big pet projects is I, I want to start a frankincense farm. I've got some land down in Baja, which happens to be very close to the latitude of the Southern Arabian Peninsula. And, and one of the things that I'd like to do in the future is establish a farm so that we can help preserve the availability of frankincense. Oh, wonderful. And, and frankincense has a direct effect on the hypothalamic region, and it stimulates hormones and messages to our entire endocrine system. Uh, you write that it releases serotonin and it's responsible for taking us into states of bliss and deep meditation. So this is something that um, it probably is used quite a bit in spiritual and religious ceremony over over vast periods of time. Absolutely. And, and in fact, that's the frankincense tears are still burned as an incense in many churches and it's for that reason because it stimulates the parts of the brain that produce the hormones that take us into states of ecstasy and bliss and oftentimes visionary states. I've had a number of different clients who say when they, they smell the frankincense, it's almost like they have had hallucinations or visions. It takes them into that altered state of awareness and so the church is churches have used that to help bring people into a state of faith and, and visionary states and that, that spiritual state and religious state of knowing God or, or experiencing God through, through smell. Can the essential oils and the anointings be um, used on any age, on children, on older people, on sick people? Is there, is there anything off limits? The only thing that I would say about that is that children are extremely sensitive, and so the dilution formula would be even greater for children, and, and it would be something in the neighborhood of one or two drops in two tablespoons of oil, of a carrier oil such as olive oil or jojoba or almond oil if you were going to work on children. But they even, I've been to a couple of baptisms in the, in the Catholic Church, attended them as well as, as done them, and, and frankincense is still used as a baptismal sacrament because of its ability to put a seal onto the child and to invoke the presence of the divine in the child, and frankincense is the oil that's used as a matter of choice, but due to its endangered status, I, I, I also have to remark that it's a great oil to be very, very reverent with and know that it is a precious commodity and, and a sacred sacred tool for us. So just to have reverence around not to abuse the, the use of it. Absolutely. And then what about the use of essential oils in animal healing? Animals are really, really sensitive to smell. Like my, my animals 
do not like it at all, but I do use frankincense um, and lavender for healing on them, and I, I try to not get it too close to their body, and I always dilute it before I use it. But they'll run from it just because of their strong sense of smell and, and how powerful the oils are. Well, Allison, I want to thank you for being on 1111 Talk Radio and having this conversation regarding anointing and essential oils. It's one we've not had before, so thank you very much for this book. It is entitled The Sacred Art of Anointing. You can connect with Allison Stillman at romancingthedivine.com, and there is uh, an appearance at the Festival of Enlightenment June 13th and 19th in Evergreen, Colorado, so you can find out more about that at festivalofenlightenment.com. The Sacred Art of Anointing is a comprehensive guide to the alchemical art of anointing as practiced in the ancient temples of Egypt, providing enlightening insight. It enables the reader to create various ceremonies for health and well-being, to develop inner wisdom and guidance, to induce deeper states of relaxation, and to awaken higher states of consciousness and divine realization. Looking at the historical use of aromatics in spiritual and religious ceremony, Alison Stillman has reclaimed anointing and combined its divine mystery with modern research. She brings a new awareness to a sacred art with compelling information about essential oils, crystals, and gemstones, sound therapy, and the art of consecration, which allows the reader to shift into a more balanced, graceful, and abundant way of life. Thank you for being with us this week. I look forward to another exciting show next week. Until then, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.